What's going on? How you doing, Cody? We're good. We're just sitting here talking about how we still can't believe um, we're in the podcast business. And, and basically now we're considering like trying to do some live stuff, you know, go set up like at Green Hall or wherever you know, and kind of take the show uh, where we've never taken it before. We started doing this actually about three years ago asked for something to do on the road and then COVID hit. So we took, you know, started doing it from our house and we just, when we're off the road, it really gives us something to do. What are you doing? Are you, you're not on the road right now. Are you? No, I'm in, uh, I'm in Austin right now. Um, I came here because aunt Bobby had passed away and I was hanging with the family. We had a service for that. And then, uh, I didn't really have enough time because I got to do some things in Nashville. So I didn't really have enough time to go back home to Maui where I live which is kind of a bummer because my puppies are there and my dogs and my and the kids, especially the kids that live at my house. I have a, a family that uh, my percussion player, Tato, and his wife and kids live at my house there and they take care of everything while I'm gone. And they're, they, uh, they obviously the, the, the kids have bonded with the dogs. And so I miss that, but uh, I'm headed to Nashville in a, in uh, this weekend and I'll be in North Carolina, Wilmington, uh, uh, starting tour, uh, April 22nd, I believe. Yeah. I was looking at your schedule all ago and, uh, man, you just pretty much stay really busy a lot. You know, yes, I do. But, uh, and I, I really don't know. Like, I know I really like chilling <laughs> you know i love i like to surf i like to ride horses i like to you know i like to relax and uh and so it's not really that i i i want to keep busy it's just that there are things that i got to do <laughs> you know and i just feel like i i have to do them otherwise uh, i'm not really uh you know being uh, smart so i i want to i want to there's just stuff i got to do and and I it sucks sometimes because <laughs> I don't get to chill. Well, you know what I would consider that, Lucas. I would consider that you being in your prime, and you got to make yeah. hay, you got to make hay while the sun's shining. We might as well spill the beans, man. This is a couple in with Cody Jinks, and our guest today, in case you're wondering, is Lucas Nelson. Welcome to the show on behalf of myself, Bobby Keith, Josh, Seth, all the guys. Hello, hello. Welcome. Hey, hey. I don't have like a proper introduction. Like they're all different, you know, and uh, that just happened to be the one for today. We're very formal around here, you know, so, uh, you know, I should have worn my tie. You should have or one of your a tuxedo T-shirt, you know, yeah, perhaps. Exactly. Yeah. You know, really, we wanted to have you on. After all these years and and you and I have actually met before. Yeah. It was around probably 2010. I came to see you at a place called Lola's in Fort Worth. Yeah. 
<laughs> Lola's. Holy shit. Dang, yeah. I hadn't heard that name in a while, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got a great story about Lola's. It would go. So tell me your story. I'll tell you mine. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot to mine. That was that was my first intro, uh, introduction to you and Promise of the Real. I, I think that at that time you guys were had just put out or or were about to put out the actual album Promise of the Real, I believe was in around 2010. Yeah. You know, so um they were in a class C motorhome. And we we were we spent a lot of years in a class C motorhome. At the time you yeah. guys were in a, a big, you know, cab over like F three fifty or whatever. Oh yeah, we were in a yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what you were in the first time I saw you guys. And the show was great. And uh, I had so much fun. And, and after the show, I just I ran into you outside and, and uh, I said hi. And I really enjoyed the show. Yeah. So that was probably like 12 years ago. So uh, yeah. how you been? How you been the last 12 years, man? <laughs> oh, man. Let me just tell you about that night, because we kind of got fucked up that night and we drank a little bit. And, uh, and <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so this was like uh, one of the more memorable nights in my early touring life because we played that show and the only thing I, the only thing i remember about that show really is that it was a cool little place and then i was i was playing this song uh bob dylan song what's a sweetheart like you doing in a dump like this you remember that song <laughs> what's a sweetheart like you yeah. doing in a dump like this place like this anyway uh we i just i remember it because i just introduced it and rehearsed it that day i think we did it that night but that rv the class c motorhome that we were in so anthony was driving and and we went and we drove and we had to go down to this like cul-de-sac and then turn around but we got pulled over and the cops came <laughs> and they pulled us over. This was after the show. They pulled us over and we'd had a few. And I don't think we were going that far, but we, we'd had a few. We, and the cop pulled us over and we were just like, we're fucked. But he was the nicest guy in the freaking world. And he like, he must have known we were a little sauced, but he like, like knew we were a band. He's like, what kind of music y'all play? And he just like helped us move the, helped <laughs> us turn the RV around. And because, you know, it was like the most interesting night, but we were so freaked out. Like we had to like dump all our weed and, you know, like we were just like, it was like, one of those moments on tour where you just your asshole just sucks up to your you just pucker up man yeah, yeah. yeah. well then <laughs> hey man let's give a let's give a hell yeah to fwpd because yeah, you know, <laughs> that's 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 a solid right there dude yeah it was a solid for sure that's awesome man and you remember that as vividly as is yeah that's that's pretty impressive man because at this point you've done several thousand shows since then yeah, well, it, it just some of them stick out. And I, I imagine kinda, that one. Yeah, I remember hanging with you. I don't remember that much, but I remember. Are you from Fort Worth? Is that I am. From? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to play together in uh, in Fort Worth on May 25th and uh, or so something like May 24th or 25th, something like that. When, when? No, no, I'm sorry. That's not it. 28th. Yeah. Yeah, twenty eighth will be in will be in in Dallas with you guys, yeah. which is another okay. reason that we had you guys on. We're finally, uh, finally got got our 
crap together and uh you know going out and jamming with you guys on a, on a little bit of a a run so yeah dallas may 28th man you guys will be out there with us and that's going to be a hell of, hell of a lot of fun which is fun because colonial the pga tournament's going on in in dallas at that at that same time or fort worth or something and uh and a bunch of my friends from the pga tour want to come and watch the show like uh uh, Pat and Kazire, Charlie Hoffman, and uh, Bo Hostler is going to come down. Bo Hostler's one of my good friends. He's a he's a PGA pro. Finished fourth in the last tournament. Um, I was there. He's a really great guy, and and I think his time is coming to really shine. But there's going to be a lot of a lot of professional golfers at that show, which should be fun. They're really fun guys. They're gonna, they're gonna love me whipping him on how to fix my slice. They're, you know, so just tell them to yeah, get ready. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, you know, we all we'll all be too sauced for that. I That's think. true. <laughs> Maybe a slice of uh of an of an orange and some uh in some sort of uh exotic cocktail. Or do you remember like do you remember the old trash can punch days and people were like, eat the orange, man. You got to eat, get, get down that trash can punch because that cup the vodka or everything. Man, those I, days, I days are, uh, are far beyond. Uh, I, I'm, I don't drink days anymore. I still will have a few, but the, the trash can punch days are, are a blur. <laughs> no, no. That's what we drink every night on tour. Uh, we, I make a big, literally in a trash can and I make, uh, oh, I make dude. every, Everybody, I make everybody have at least two. No, <laughs> dude, all we have on our rider anymore, it, we have more Topo Chico, I think, than we do. Uh, yeah, beer. Hey, good luck in a year, uh, surviving. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, we, that's a that's not sustainable. No, it's not. We, we did, dude, you know, most of us, you know, we're, you know, golly, the guys in their forties and fifties have really, uh, chilled out, you know, and, you know, I'm in, I'm in the forties category now. So, you know, we've, um, we've really tamed it back, man. <laughs> you know, we, we got, all we had, I'm all my rowdy friends settle down, man. <laughs> well, we just went out with, uh, with Whitey Morgan, who's going to be on those shows with us, you know, and oh, cool. I'm sitting there drinking a, an extra light beer, like a remember Oklahoma three, two beer, you know, basically it's like, it's got like 2% alcohol. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, I think so. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, I'm drinking this, like, you know, an old guy and, you know, I walk up and, yeah. and, uh, Whitey's got a, like a Brown bottle. looks like a beer bottle. I was like, what'd you drinking, man? He goes, Oh, it's water. I was <laughs> like, I was like, really? I was like, it looks like a beer. He goes, yeah, quit drinking. And I was like, dude, everybody, ev like everybody's like, man, man, I'm just not drinking anymore. You know, it's like, yeah, all, all my rowdy friends have settled down, yeah. man. It's funny though. I, I, now that I'm not drinking, I can write great drinking songs about when I did drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I can like, I can think clearly enough to have a, a, a clever song to write about it, you know? Yeah. It's crazy, man. But now I'm just writing about the old days. Yeah. Well, you know, Speaking of writing, man, I think you're a really great songwriter. You know, I, I think that, you know, having met you and saw that show 12 years ago to your to your latest record, uh, a few stars apart, you know, that's man, the growth in there has has been wonderful. And I was watching an interview with you and you said one of the and I don't know why I thought this was so funny, but 
the interviewer was asking you about your writing process and whatever it was. And I'm not even going to try to put in what the context was, but you, you had this quote <laughs> It said, I don't know why this is so funny. Hold on, let me find it. Let me find it. I don't really practice writing. <laughs> it's just something you do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, well, yeah. Yeah. I it's thought true. that was, you know, wow. I love that. <laughs> well, you see like some of the, my favorite songwriters that, you know, it just takes a while to develop, you know, the first songs you write are a little more rudimentary. Some of them are actually good. Like this, a lot of the first song I ever wrote actually stands, uh, in my own mind, uh, along nicely with a lot of the most recent songs I've written and, uh, it's called you were it. And there's just certain ideas that you have that make good songs or uh, clever lines or whatever that, that you know, uh, if, if you know three chords and the truth, you can write even at, at a very, you know, rudimentary stage, you can write songs that, that connect with people. But in terms of uh, the, the ease and flow, it's, it's something, you're right, it's just not something that I, you know, I don't know if I got better at it or I just do it more or I'm more confident so that, you know, like I'll write seven songs, you know, in a month and maybe two of them I'll be will make whatever record that's going to come up, you know, and uh, and it's just so it just, it, you know, I just keep writing. I keep doing it. Um, I don't practice it. It's just it's just something I do that. It's almost like a cathartic, like. Oh, well, I'm feeling this or I'm feeling something and that something needs to get out. You know, I just got to get it out. It's almost like taking a piss or a shit or something, you know, to be poetic about it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> man, you just keep coming. That's some, you that's know, some profound stuff, I, man. I figured, I figured that, you know, if we're talking about, you know, profound songwriting, I got to just lay in a good, absolutely, you know, line there for everybody yeah. like mull over a little bit. Yeah. yeah, man. It's food for thought. So those little, yeah. those little nuggets of well, it's it, yeah. it's it was food for thought. Now it's <laughs> now it's shit for thought. <laughs> right on. All right, so let's let's go back to that song. Uh, you were it. You wrote that, if 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 I'm correct, when you were like ten or eleven years old, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, somewhere around were, there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And. And is that the song that uh, Chris Christopherson talked to you about? Is that yeah. whenever he talked to you about, you know, uh, about uh, no choice in being a songwriter? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, he was sitting there and, you know, he heard that song. He said, that's a good song, Lucas. And, you know, I said, thank you. And, and he said, so you're going to be a songwriter. I said, I don't, I don't know, you know. And he said, well, you don't have a choice. You know, this is, this is, you're a songwriter. And I said, well, then it, and it stuck with me, you know, it did stick with me for sure. There's some things that I know. I read a book about Muhammad Ali, you know, and every he said, oh, every champion knows that they can do something as good or, you know, that it's that, as good as anybody else, you know, and I definitely can't play guitar as good as, you know, uh, Tommy Emmanuel or Billy Strings or some one of those guys that just so good. I can I can play my own style. I'm happy with it. I can I I can be emotive with it. I can be uh, 
you know, I can play to what the song needs and, uh, and it, it, it sort of have maybe develop a, a style with it, but, you know, and I'm not going to be the best, I'm not going to sing like Adele can sing or Aretha can sing, you know, um, I'm not going to perform like Michael Jackson on stage necessarily, but I can write a song. I can write a song that I feel like if, if there's one thing I can do, it's that, you know. Do you, um, you know, taking the songwriting process, you know, how hands-on are you when I'm kind of stepping into Josh's territory here, uh, but how hands-on are you from, you know, the song you're sitting on your couch, you write the song, the song goes to the studio to be cut. You know, do you, you know, do you work with the same producer a lot? Do you, are you really hands-on with the production? Are you more just like, let's see what happens? You know, what's your, what's your process like from first word on the paper? So I, you know, a lot of times I'll have the song in my head, how I want it to, to be. And it depends on how, like what type of song it is. Like, uh, the most recent batch of songs that I've recorded are have all been geared towards fun, party, live, sing along, have a good time. Whereas the last record was introspective, quiet, pandemic, quarantine. You know, it was like, it was kind of more of like a, you know, we'll get through this type of vibe. You know what I mean? Uh, but this latest record is uh, a lot about my old days and uh, just how much fun it is to be on the road and partying and how what the pitfalls are and, and all of that. And, and so that, um, uh, you know, influences how when I'm speaking to the band about how, you know, I hear this song uh, and what, what I'd like them to, to, to think about when they're putting their own parts on it, it, it sort of influences that. You know, and so when we we'll get into the studio, we use uh, we, we use John Alasia a lot. Um, we use Dave Cobb. We love Dave Cobb's influence on things. Um, but we also do a lot on our own. You know, I produced a Stars Born uh, soundtrack um, with the band, and you know, uh, uh, so I, I know that I I can produce at a high level as well on my own and. Uh, and, you know, and, and get good sounds um, as well. So any, any influence, uh, I, you know, I trust other people's opinions, but then we also trust our own uh, approach to the creative process, you know. Your band is basically, you haven't had a lot of turnover. Your, your band has been your band for, for a really long time, from, from what yeah. I can see. Um, and, and there's a lot of trust that goes in that. And I, I assume that, you know, you, you trust those guys to, to do what what they do, um, because that's why you have them. Absolutely. Um, uh, the drummer I, I've been friends with uh, since college days. Uh, uh, bass player joined a couple years later. Um, and this is all 13 years ago, you know, yeah. or so. Uh, but the percussion player has been my older brother and sort of... Uh, mentor in life my 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 just best friend uh since i was eight years old so him being a part of the band is also a hugely what makes what makes us us and um so and and then logan uh joined four or five years ago now 
Um, and, uh, and, and so, and he adds a lot to it. So it's just, it's just, and, but he, I've known him since college too. So it's a lot of my good buddies that I trust their musicianship for sure. You know, that's great. That's great. Yeah. And, and you talking about a star is born and, and, you know, you guys working on that. That's, that's cool. I'm glad you brought that up because that's, um, that's, it's just badass. I don't know how, how else to say that. Like to be, to be, you know, regarded for them to come to you and say, Hey, we want you to do this. Like that's, that's super rad, man. Like that's a notch in the gun belt. Well, I was grateful. And Bradley, um, is a super talent, you know, uh, and, uh, but I was grateful to be a part of that for sure. And I, you know, I was grateful. Like I heard, uh, I heard Mark Ronson on a, on a podcast. He was on, uh, Dax Shepard podcast, uh, when they was talking about shallow and how it wouldn't be shallow without, the lick that I, that I came up with in the beginning there, you know, and the, and that, and, you know, that's, that's my band playing and that's our arrangement of it. And, uh, and to hear later that it was the, that soundtrack is the most streamed soundtrack of all time. I think it's in the billions. That's incredible. Which is insane, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so I'm just, you know, it's, it's pr I'm proud for, of my guys. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I, insisted that they be a part of it uh at first i was hired as an authenticity and consultant and uh and so it was just bradley was sort of adopting the mannerisms that i had and that you know and and you know he really kind of got my look down pretty well on the on the film and uh and but you know and he he was really good at pretending to play guitar but those are all you know, that's all the band. That's me and the band playing all the all the live music you hear is is the band. And, uh, you know, we had some really amazing. I'm really proud of the guys. I mean, we worked really hard, you know, and uh, at one point we went we went on stage and cut a scene at Stagecoach right in between Jamie Johnson and dad's set. Uh, it was like we had a 15 minute window to cut uh, a scene right in between those two sets which was uh was crazy it was guerrilla style we had to get the shots right then you know and uh and you know that was a it was a lot it was a lot of good good work and uh and i'm glad about you know i'm glad of the songs that that happened and and you know and uh, the songs that that i wrote and were part of it it was all it was all a good experience it's great experience you know. I was gonna. I was was gonna ask what what is an authenticity consultant like? Like, <laughs> well, like I, think, <laughs> I think Bradley wanted it to look real, and so he he saw me with because uh, our our band also backed up Neil Young, which is another journey we had. You know, where we played with Neil for five years, and we played this desert trip show with Neil, where we were on a bill with the Stones and the Who and Roger Waters and Bob Dylan and uh and uh uh paul mccartney and 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 bradley cooper was there at that show they called it old cella and uh and uh he saw me there and saw the camaraderie and the liveliness on stage and the sort of the vibe on stage and he wanted to use that for star is born so he called me up 
That's cool, that man. Good. That's like you're the second person now that we know that worked on on that soundtrack. Uh, our engineer that I mean, our engineer that's worked on our last like three records. Uh, his name's Ed Spear. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, say hi to Ed. Yeah, I, oh, we will. He's he's the best, man. You know, and and that's and I was gonna, you know, just I didn't know if you knew him or not, or how how yeah. closely you guys may or may. I need to have him on this show because he's and we talk about him often. Um, you know, I guess whenever he, everybody knows him. He's he's just yeah. he's one of the funniest, uh, one of the funniest guys to work with, and he's you know, he's British and he's making all this wonderful like country and americana music you know yeah. he, he <laughs> works with dave cobb a lot right did did they, did they work together with josh a lot yes yes they okay. did cool actually, actually ed ed engineered a few stars apart did oh, he yeah. really i'm pretty sure yeah all right yeah, i'm pretty sure he got a grammy for that for uh for, for, for i think he got a grammy for his work on that didn't he josh Starsborn? Yeah. I think he's um I'm not sure. I, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. I don't want to spread any false <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, Ed. We had we had Ben Rice in the in the engineering studio um for for most of the of the production um, yeah. for Star is born. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right. I'm, but I'm Eddie, not spreading falsities here. I think Eddie works directly with Cobb most of the time. And I think he did. I think that's who I'm thinking of. He, I think Ed worked on our record on on a few stars apart. That's cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. But we'll have to. Yeah, let's work that out before we. <laughs> we may have, well, we'll, let's, well, let's cut and then. Re <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cody looks really confused right now. No, I don't know. Oh, oh it's it's because his screen is his screen frozen froze, up. His yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. And so he just has a confused look on his face. All right. He needs to upgrade his hotspot. Oh, goodness. Hey, he said his power went out. Oh, his power went out. Oh, shit. Oh, man, that's no good. <laughs> that's no good. Well, we may we may have a uh, Cody frozen for a second, so I guess that means uh, Bobby Keith and I get to take over the show for, for a little bit. Um, you brought up your your Neil Young, uh, you know, working with him, and I kind of wanted to go back between, um, you know, just your writing and talk about how you, you know, you don't really practice, but I feel like, do you feel that being around guys like like Neil Young and and, and your dad for that matter um, really helped? you know, your, your, your writing process as you grew? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, I think your surroundings really influence your development. And, um, uh, you know, I, I definitely think my father's writing and then the music that I grew up with has influenced my writing. I mean, completely almost. Yeah. And, and and when you when you did that with uh like like how did that connection start with, with Neil? I mean that's did he just that's quite incredible to be his backing band for for five years. I mean that's that's unbelievable. Yeah, you know it was a really great experience to be uh, sort of in a master class with Neil. You know, is there's a there's a uh, so much you can learn from being in you know in terms of how he approaches certain. Uh, you know, whether it's the recording process or even rehearsals before a show, um, 
you know, the sounds that he gets uh, in on his, you know, on his rig, uh, you know, and 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 the type of uh, crew, the, the crew that was there was so great. So it's just, yeah, you learn a lot about being on 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 a really high level road situation in a, you know, in a really high level road situation with him. Well, let me ask you this. Um, you said you like to you like to uh, surf and and do those types of things. Like, do, do you try to find that time while you're out on the road to to hang out a little bit, or do you kind of have your your times and places to do different things? When I'm on the road, I play a lot of golf because uh, there's always some or some. Hey, there he is. Oh my gosh, dude. I, I don't know how this is even working. I just hot spotted on my phone and I was freaking out, dude. I just are my electricity's out in my house right now. That's weird. Oh. We're not even having a it's beautiful outside, man. What the heck? Huh. Where are you? Well, that's that's the problem. I live like <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. I, so this this is not an uncommon occurrence, but my apologies. I'm sorry. You sounded like you're right in the middle of a good story. Please continue. Uh, I was just saying I play a lot of golf on the road and uh, and and uh, if, if I'm in California or, you know, North Carolina or Florida or something, I'll surf. Actually, I've surfed up in in Montauk, too, up in uh, uh, Long Island. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I try and get out when I can. I tried the golf thing. <clears throat> I had to retire. I um <laughs> Well, I did. I, you know what I did? I gained a, 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 I gained a wonderful appreciation for the sport. All right, Jamie Johnson got me into playing golf. Okay. Yeah. Now I know that that Jamie and your dad have played golf a lot together, mm-hmm. or at least enough to where, you know, I've heard I some pretty. Too. Yeah, he's great. He's yeah. Great. So he gets me into it. I give it hell about a year and a half. I gain a wonderful appreciation for the sport, but. I just suck at it so bad that it's not even fun for me to play. And I had, <laughs> I had, I had to retire and, uh, you know, so, was, you know, yeah. 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 I started when I was real young. And, uh, so every once in a while I have like a round that just keeps me coming back. You know, they say that's what it's about. If you have one every so often, you'll keep coming back. Exactly. That's, that's what happened, man. I just never found that one. <laughs> He couldn't even find that one shot. Um, God, dude, it's just bad. I loved it, I, but I gained, I gained the Now I can watch it on TV, whereas before I started playing. So that's, I mean, like, I really, I do love the sport. I think it's a, a wonderfully difficult, hard, uh, awesome game. So yeah. just throwing that out there. I don't hate it. I just suck at it. No, really I, you know, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. And so, I, you know, it's sort of a lifelong thing for me. Um, let's talk about influences again and the uh, try to recover from the, the power power going out. Um, but listening to your music, man, is Leon Russell, you know, that that's am I hearing that yeah. right? Okay. Love Leon. Yeah, I love Leon very much. You know, I have so many different influences, but Leon's a big one for sure. Yeah, you know, really, you know, appreciating what that guy has done just for music in general, country music, rock and roll music, any, you know, whatever genre, you know, I, I know that, you know, you, you'd 
probably known him since you were a kid, but we got to play with him once. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, it was really, really cool. We got to play with him out in Abilene at a festival. And uh, I'd never seen an artist play where every other artist that was at the festival was on the side of the stage. Yeah. When he went on, um, everybody was standing there. Ray Wiley Hubbard was, you know, like this and, you know, and Robert O'Keefe was there and, and just people I consider to be like really badass, you know, you know, in, in, in these really badass bands that we've, you know, been able to play with, over the years and everybody standing on Leon's stage just looking like this you know like just watching the guy work you know and he was so cool but there was also a time we uh i was bartending in a bar in the fort Worth stockyards and leon came in and did a really small kind of intimate show um you know and he was riding his rascal around all day his little red scooter mm-hmm and people were like trying to chase him down, like ask for his autograph, but he just kept going. Dude. He never stopped, man. He was hauling ass up and down that sidewalk. All the people were like, Leon, he's like, uh-huh. it was great, man. <laughs> this is so cool. Yeah. He was, uh, he was, I think one of the greatest performers ever, you know, he was just really, really good, but soft-spoken and sort of didn't like the, the limelight other than being on stage, you know? he he didn't like the idea of fame and um and made some made conscious choices to to not be uh a celebrity if you will you know he didn't like that idea what do you think about it like what do you think about celebrity and like there's people like you know Shaquille O'Neal he's like man I don't believe in it you know he's just like just whatever that that stuff goes to your head you know what are your thoughts about it you you know, you've been around that stuff your whole life. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think that that's a goal, you know, worth worth uh, chasing. I think, uh, I mean, I think the real goals are mastery of one's art uh, and also being a good human being and a well-rounded person and learning from your mistakes and not you know, so many people go the way of Icarus, you know, where they feel like they have to give everything to their, their, their chosen craft or art or whatever, but then they just neglect being a human being. And, uh, and I think that they're missing the whole point. I think that they're, you know, because a lot of people justify themselves, you know, in their own, you know, they feel very self-important, you know, uh, it's like, you know, we're, I'm going to change the world with this and that, you know, and then they, and then a lot of times they'll justify extreme selfish behavior or even, or even sort of sociopathic behavior uh, because they're telling themselves in this story that, uh, of their lives and how important it is. And so it's a dangerous road to go on. You know, I think uh, it's funny, even people who outwardly are very sort of uh, generous or, um, or, you know, uh, philanthrop- philanthropic, if you will, um, in like in their own inner circles are, are you know, terrible to the people around them. Uh, and so it's all about perception and, and, you know, what, who, 
who others think you are rather than who you know you are and, and who the people around you know who you are, you know. I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, going back to what Josh was saying, you know, you guys, your band, is it when you're on the road with people, when you cross paths and you know, and you notice this about, about certain bands and certain, you know, whomever, you know, you may go out with these guys and then, you know, you see them four or five years later, same dudes, right. you know, like that starts, that starts at the top, you know, you know, that starts with you. That starts with me. And it's important you know, for, you know, people that, you know, we enjoy playing with, it's pretty much the same dudes, you know, every time we see each other, it's like, Hey, how's it going? You know, all right. You know, man, it's good to see y'all again. It's the same crew. And like there's, there's two rules. You're talking about being a good human being, you know, work hard and be nice. Like if you do those two things, everything is going to be great. Yeah. Uh, and you know, that we've had a few, personnel changes in the band and the crew and here and all out and you know but the the core of it is uh is what it is and uh i've you know had tato and tony uh have been with me from the beginning of the of the band and uh and logan and Corey are are uh you know they're they're sort of alumni and Corey was there for most of it you know, and so, you know, yeah, you just you sort of like you put in time with people, but you understand that it all ebbs and flows. I mean, it's like a marriage, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, you could you can it just goes up and down. And I just try not to take it too seriously, man. I'm just like, honestly, I'm just sort of fiddling while Rome burns, if you will. It's almost like sometimes I feel like with the world around, you know, there's times where I feel like there's a lot of hope. And then there's times where I feel like we're all just sort of like basically the violinists on the Titanic, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, sorry. I heard all that. My computer just muted me. I heard everything that you said and I was sitting there and my computer muted me. He's having a hard time today. Oh, he's, he's having a hard day. I'm having a hard day. Is that the audio or is that him? Oh, that's the audio. I can't wait till this comes out, man. Oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is awesome. funny. Listen so to Robot sorry. Cody. Robot I'm Cody way. is the best. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, is that what it sounds like? Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Well, I, I mean, we, we could try to do this because we do have another section of the show that um that, that we do at the end. We're just getting close anyway. We could do, um, why do I know this? This is something that Bobby Keith and I do, Lucas. And these are, you know, some quick questions. You don't have to elaborate if you don't want to or you can't elaborate. You know, just some really quick things. Okay. On, um, so I'll start first here. Um, so what is, uh, what was your most, uh, traumatic injury as a child? Maybe not the worst, but the one that just messed with you the most. Uh, when I was a kid, this little girl in the playground, uh, pushed me into some rocks and like my cut my knee and my knee, I could see the bone. It was all fucked up. And then 
uh, I bumped my head on a hornet's nest when I was a kid and, uh, oh, and, uh, got like 10, 15 hornets all over my neck and face and eyes and everything. It was fucking gnarly. So that was crazy too. I, I tell you what, that would have, I do not do things that fly and sting at the same time. Even if it doesn't sting and it looks like it might, I'm going to jump 10 feet high and, and run. So yeah. Oh my goodness, that would be awful. Okay. Um <laughs> how how old is your wallet? Mm, I have um a new wallet that I just got from a friend who made it from Argentina, um Tato's nephew, uh who's up at the house. Uh he he actually fashioned it. It was not it's a cool cool wallet actually. Yeah. Very cool. It's right here. I'll see I like those. I like yeah. that kind the 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 just the half fold, very yeah. nice. Um, last last for me, um, Lucas. Do you believe in ghosts? Um, that is a complex question. Um, I have seen things, but as a science oriented person, um, I don't believe in anything. I just sort of see what I see, and then try and figure out what it is. Um, it, who knows what they, it could have been, it could, it's most likely a mental hallucination or a projection, uh, of some sort. Um, you know, uh, the collective sort of projections. I, 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 I'm inclined to believe that there's such a thing as the collective unconscious, um, or the collective consciousness. So the fact that we may have hallucinations that, that, are also similar um, between many people uh, is possible. Is probably a more likely possibility. Um, there's also the multi-dimensional theory, which could be you know multi-dimensional beings that flash in and out of our sort of realm. Um, as far as uh, and then there, you know, I, I don't rule out anything because I don't know. But as far as what I believe. No, I don't believe in anything. That might be the best answer I've heard on that one so far. That's my favorite question, Lucas. And so, yeah, good right answer. On. Good answer because I don't know what I believe either. So, yeah, I think you might have helped me out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. First one for me: morning person or night owl? Night owl. But I like the morning, and sometimes if I can get a night's good night's sleep and wake up at six in the morning and go surfing, I'm happy. So. It's kind of kind of both in a way. I like both, you know. Your favorite two a.m. meal. Favorite two a.m. meal. Oh God. Wow, that's a good question. Maybe like um, like pot stickers or something like you know some sort of chicken. <laughs> All right, and last last for me is a favorite video game. If you ever played them. Uh, when I was young, I played Zelda Ocarina of Time, and that was the uh, Nintendo 64 game, and I thought that was a pretty awesome game. I loved that game. Um, yeah, I played Zelda growing up. I don't think I ever beat it. Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, I don't think I ever beat it. Yeah, I beat <laughs> it for sure. Um, but I stopped uh, with the video games. Once I started getting into music, I just kind of shifted, you know. Yes, sir. All yeah. right, man. Well, well, thank you for your time. Yeah, man. Good talking Can to you. Can you hear me yet? Can y'all hear me yet? 
Yeah, we got you back now. Yeah. Oh, damn. I wrote this cool note. Look. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can read it now. <laughs> it says, Sorry, Lucas. It says, Thank you, Lucas. Sorry, my shit fucked up. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, let's move to the country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be fun. They said. Yeah. This is the worst one that we've had, though. Oh, uh, as far as like, is no, no. <laughs> I didn't mean the interview, buddy. I know, I know. I, just... <laughs> I mean, the connection wise, because I know I was cutting in and out. And it's like, it's so hard to ebb and flow whenever it's doing that. I promise we're better at this. But thank you very much, man. I, I appreciate it. Um, we're, we're very much looking forward to, uh, to being out on the road with you guys. Um, I want to plug a few things since they can hear, uh, hear everything going on right now. I do believe website, uh, lucasnelson.com, um, Facebook, uh, Lucas Nelson and promise of the real Instagram, Lucas Nelson. I think it's Lucas Nelson official, Lucas Nelson official. I've got that at the, at the at the at symbol, Lucas Nelson official. That's right. on, On Instagram. Awesome. Well, hey, man, um, normally we know people a little bit better when we do this. We normally do this with our friends. But since we've got uh, some shows coming up with you guys, we wanted just to, you know, say hi, meet you kind of and just kind of like a public meeting. But, you know, thank you uh, very much for your time. And uh, we we really appreciate it. Um, uh, If you don't have any of Lucas Nelson and Promise of the Real Stuff, you can start wherever you want, but uh, a few stars apart is a great introspective uh, piece that uh, I am really digging. So, thanks, bud. You know, once again, thank you so much. All right. Well, so for Josh Thompson, Bobby Keith Kilgore, Seth Knows Noseworthy, I'm Cody Jenks. This has been a couple in, and our guest today has been Lucas Nelson. And we will see y'all next time. See you next time.